You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. up what's up y'all welcome back to another thursday episode of clapback culture i'm your girl jules jesse so glad to be in the mix with you jc welcome to the show tonight my brother what up what up what up very good how was your week um this week was great last week was horrible um so this week was great (laughs) yeah (laughs) i I was struggling i was struggling um so the thursday we did our episode together I literally got off and um, got off the platform and I was like, let me go take a COVID test because I'm coughing, sneezing, going through it. Found out I had COVID and like was isolated the whole That's your fault because you spoke that into existence. You remember that? You was like, you can't get COVID through the... uh." I got COVID, y'all. It was the worst too because, um, you know, being pregnant, I can't take anything. Mm -hmm. So I was just drinking like turmeric teas and ginger teas and... All the holistic stuff. Man. (laughs) None of the good stuff. None of the good stuff. It's not giving that mucinex, that that good kind of be able to sleep it off and 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 fight through it. But nevertheless, um, man, we're back and I'm feeling good. I had a great week. Um, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram or any of my social. Oh, I've media. seen, I've seen them. You ain't seen my comments. Those 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 fire maternity pictures that you and drop the maternity pictures on them. Ooh. I had to do that. So if you guys have not uh, taken the opportunity to do so, please. Do we have up. overlays? Can we show? Well, you ain't. Got oh, I didn't. I didn't make the overlays. Oh. <laughs> nah. Nah. I flex on y'all like that. Okay. Nah. I need. I need the engagement. Y'all go to. Y'all go to my. Uh, <laughs> go to. Go to Instagram at Treasure of Jewels. You know what it is. Not. I need Pull the engagement. Get, give me a couple likes on that thing. <laughs> Shameless plug. But, but look. Um, we have a good show tonight. Um, lots, I mean, so much was going on last week, spilling over into the news cycle this week, you guys. I cannot wait to dive deep in some of these comments. So first things first, Elon Musk, you guys, um, basically, you know, don't ask for what you don't want or be careful what you wish for, as they would say. Elon Musk tweeted on Tuesday night that he will step down as CEO of Twitter once he finds a replacement. He said in a tweet that he will resign as soon as he finds someone foolish enough to take the job. This comes after he put out a poll that said that he would abide by it and asked uh, Twitter users to make the decision on whether or not that he should remain CEO. So more than 17.5 million votes came in. 57.5% were in favor of Musk's resignation. So they said, yeah, we're good off you, bro. Um, so he said that he was going to abide by the results and here he is, um, abiding by those results. This is also coming after much criticism since he's, you know, purchased the platform, um, for $44 billion. Um, and you know, and he's been banning people off the platform. He's really trying to figure out this, um, this, this fiscal, impact structure, how to make money for the platform, you know, pulling away from advertisers and things of that nature, because a lot of advertisers have pulled off the platform like Audi. Um, I think General Mills pulled away. So it's I'm not surprised that he's stepping away. JC, what are your thoughts on this? Um, About time. I'm stepping away. He should have never stepped in. You know, he should have like it just it's and what's funny is um, it's hurting the 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 cash cow which is tesla right so like tesla's stock price has dipped 63 percent since he took on this you know like undertaking right so like the investors ain't happy nobody the the, the users of twitter ain't happy because you're doing weird things like oh you can't promote your instagram link on twitter i'm sorry what like what's the what's what's the what here and like i'm surprised he didn't come for the only fans people like i'm surprised he didn't come for uh, all of the people like the sex workers and all of the people that got freak Twitters. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm very surprised that he didn't do that. But needless to say, I'm very happy that he's stepping down. I don't even use Twitter like that. But I just when I think about the importance of Twitter 
in places where free speech is an issue, right? And I think about places, you know, like the Arab Spring or like Sudan or like all of these places that actually need Twitter as an outlet to be able to organize and stand up to power and the powers that be. This guy is like a super conservative Trump support in like greedy capitalists, man. Like we don't need him on the platform. We don't, I don't even know why he bought it to begin with. Like I'm not even, it's, it's, I'm happy. He's not going to be there no more. Like, I, I think I agree with John Jupiter in the comments of saying he ain't stepping down. Right. You know, he's I see that he be kept <laughs> this to me, I think he will back up because he needs to go back to Tesla and, and secure the bag in those, in those situations. Um, Twitter is such a great platform and it was a very, 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 uh, I think a huge move for him to be able to purchase one of the biggest community communication channels in the world. Right. Um, and I use Twitter on a weekly basis, not necessarily to post my own tweets, but to find out information that comes out quickly. Um, my first source is like, where, like, let me go to Twitter. Cause that's going to, like everything is on Twitter first. It always hits Twitter first. Um, and then more of the engagement on, on our other social media platforms like IG and TikTok and things of those nature. But Twitter is, is very, <clears throat> a, a very popular news source to your point, especially for, you know, credible sources and how we kind of reach people and connect to people across the world. So we'll see how Mr. Musk uh, fares in this. I mean, stepping down, maybe stepping back, probably. Like I said, he shouldn't have bought it and get like the dude didn't have the money to to buy it. Like that's part of the issue. Like that's part of the reason why Tesla stock is down over 60 percent, because you borrowed against Tesla stock to buy something that you didn't need in the first place. Like, you know, what I'm saying like it's this This is not smart business movie. Elon Musk is supposed to be like this super intelligent businessman. What what was the what was the point of this? This is the uh, dumbest thing he could ever do. Don't get that bag back, though. Don't trick. Don't <laughs> Um, this is such a crazy story I'm about to bring up. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there is a woman out of Indianapolis who stole a mother's vehicle. She's she was out doing DoorDash, you guys. Um, she pulled up in front of the restaurant, this pizza parlor, ran in to go grab the, the DoorDash order and comes back only to find her car had been stolen. Well, the issue with that is that she had five-month-old twins, her twin boys in the back seat. Yeah, throw that overlay back up. Her name is Nala Jackson. She's facing two charges of kidnapping um, in, in, in this. But the story on this is even crazier because uh, Nala Jackson dropped one of the babies off at the airport. And then the next 48 hours had the other twin, Kaysan, and was basically holding him ransom. Uh, the mother was receiving text messages. And, you know, if you don't give me $5,000, I'm going to shoot your son, this and that. A lot of people were phoning in on this hip hop line to give, you know, different tips and things of that nature to say, we, you know, we, we saw this, we saw your kid with this lady. She was changing him on top of the car, this and the third. I mean, there was just so many people chiming in on this and the mom was super active on social media. So when I found out about it, I went totally down that rabbit hole. Nala Jackson is 24. She was arrested today, you guys, earlier today. Um, but the child was not in her care and she actually was across state lines in Columbus. Um, well, that now makes it a federal case, one, because she has crossed state lines. And two, everyone was like, where is the baby? So it's only been in the last hour that I saw a breaking news update that they did find the other twin boy and that he was found alive. Um, and we don't have any further updates on that. But it's crazy that all of this like has transpired. Um, but really grateful that these twins are okay. I think it's just um, interesting, like, so I was just talking to somebody else about something that um, one of their friends, somebody that I know uh, experienced like a whole kidnapping robbery thing at gunpoint situation. We don't need to go into that. But I think the thing is like, 
And I was like, yo, I might have to start carrying, you know, my my thing with me because I forget like it's it's cold. It's Christmas. It's holiday season. Like, you know, people are trying to this is Robin season, technically speaking. Right. And I'm I'm reminded that, like, you know, most people commit crimes not because they're criminals, but because they lack access to resources. Right. Like they they don't have. And so when you don't have you take. And it's just crazy, like to hear, like you were saying, I didn't know that piece about the ransom and all of that stuff. Like, but it's like, I, I don't really think she was, she, she wasn't going to hurt that baby. Like if you was going to hurt the baby, you wouldn't change the baby on top of the car. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't care what the baby is doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like she just really just needs money probably like, you know, and that's not forgiving or excusing anything that has happened. Cause it's like. How you gonna steal somebody's car with two kids in the back? Like that's crazy. But like, <laughs> but like I am again. I think about the human aspect of the thing, and like again, what do people do when they don't have and they can't? You won't give them anything, so they have no choice but to take, right? And so I'm just I'm always thinking about it like that. Like this was really messed up to have what was ha- what what happened. I guarantee you, she probably wouldn't have taken the car if she knew there were kids in the back. Because this is a whole new ball game. It's not just car theft. Now. I don't this know, is kidnapping. Though. So here's the thing with the car. One, it's a Honda with no front bumper and no tags. So you're not stealing anything that necessarily that you're going to like be able to take it to some chop shop. And then once you do notice that there's two five month old twins in the back Mm -hmm. and you're still like, hmm, how can I use this to generate revenue? It's to me, it's just it's beyond the point of this woman didn't have anything and we well to be fair in for a penny in for a pound right like i'm already here so if since i'm already here i'm gonna go there like you know it's just we already here we already we already in the car wow Wow. and to your point she her kids were taken away so it's she her kids had already been taken away and years before and she's 24 so she's young um, you know, I've looked at several different mugshots. I'm in, I'm very interested and curious to learn more about the kidnapper Same. and Same. all of the things that kind of went beyond this. Right. We are actually, you know, I mean, these babies are so blessed to not have had anything wrong with them because this is definitely given mental health. Yes. You, you don't typically when people steal cars and they notice there's kids, they just, they let go of the car and keep it moving or drop the kids off in a safe zone and keep it moving. But for you to keep one kid, like you dropped off one kid at the airport and then <laughs> yeah, you kept, right. kept the other twin and was like, yeah, let me try to finesse and, and only asked for $650. Then, but that's, but the, even to that, like, that's the point, right? Like, that's like, that's, that's the so point. Random. That's the point. Like it's random, but it's like $650 sound like a rent payment, right? It sounds like a car payment. It sounds like that's a, that's a very specific amount of money. Yeah. It's not like, give me a thousand, give me 10,000. It's like, it's like, you're almost thinking, what can this mom give me? She got a broke down. Mm -hmm. Her car's broke down. Mm -hmm. She's and the mom is hustling with her kids in the car. Right. You got five month old twins in your door dashing, like shout out to that mom. And I hope, I hope and pray that DCS don't come after her for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause that's always a thing too. Like, okay, we're going to get the kids back, this and that. But now like, oh wait, is the mom going to go up for child endangerment charges? Because uh, like, they, you know what? They better not. That mother had, <laughs> she, she suffered. She, a lot. she suffered the huge consequences right. of all of this and right. they better back off. But you know that it's an interesting point because so far I haven't seen any comments or any of the news media kind of victimizing the mother um, in this case, surprisingly, but you know, when as we're having this conversation, and you know, it's like, okay, the twin boys are okay. You're thinking, but come on, mom, like I'm, I'm like, you ain't locked the car doors. You didn't like, you know, what I'm saying, like, you got your babies in the car. You ain't think. I mean, leave the car run. I'm happy that she left the car running because you know, kids cold. But you, Ohio. Didn't, you didn't lock the door, right? But you didn't lock the door. Like you didn't think that. You no, nope. because you probably had to leave the keys in the car. This is true. This is a 2010 Honda. They might not have a remote. Yeah. But, you know, shout out to that mom who just she's just trying to hustle, man. She's trying to get back on her feet and just make it happen. But it, it, I mean, she put herself in a dangerous situation Mm -hmm. and not to victimize her or to blame her. But she definitely put um, 
she definitely jumped out there taking a risk doing right. it. Right. And so, like you're saying, it's holiday season. We got, you know, you got to watch your back because yeah. people is out here trying to, you know, trying to get you. All right. So there's another topic. Uh, your boy, Bishop Lamar Whitehead is back in the news, you guys. If you remember, we brought this story to you back in the summer when he was robbed mm -hmm. at gunpoint on live stream during his church service. Um, Bishop Lamar Whitehead, you guys, he is now facing um, indictment charges. Um, he was arrested and now released on federal charges of wire fraud and extortion. Um, it, the, the charges carry up to a maximum of 20 years in prison. So here's what they're saying he did. And if I'm honest, JC, what gave him away was these tired ass suits. <laughs> uh, but listen, so you guys remember in July, he alleged that someone came into a church or we saw that he was robbed at gunpoint. Um, they did pick up two of the robbers that had stole allegedly $1 million worth of jewelry. And that's how he kind of came to fame. And everyone's like, well, who is this guy with all of these terrible ass suits? Like you got Christian Dior suits, you walking around in all this Fendi, you driving a Bentley, you're doing MTV cribs with your house. And he said that he was in real estate. Okay. Well, in April of 2020 until around July, 2021, honey, Whitehead allegedly convinced one of his parishioners to invest about $90,000 of her retirement savings, um, which was supposed to be used to purchase a home and then further invest that money into a real estate business for Bishop Whitehead. Well, the parishioner is saying that never happened and that he took the $90,000 and purchased his own luxury items. In a separate indictment, it's being alleged that Whitehead pushed an, un, an, un, an unnamed businessman to hand over large sums of money. And sometime around in the spring of 2020, um, he encouraged a businessman to give him half a million dollars and stake in a certain real estate transaction. In return, the man would be able to receive favorable actions. Um, so the New York City government is is looking to see how Whitehead and himself, what, how Whitehead is kind of involved in all of this. When they came and did the search warrant, he's also being charged with lying to the FBI because they, you know, when the FBI comes, they come and take your stuff and they take your phone and they go through all your electronics and this, that, and the third. And he said he didn't have a second phone, which he did. They later found that out. And in text messages, he was even texting people, this is my other phone. So they're also going to charge him on that. Again, each count of wire fraud and extortion carries a total, a maximum sentence of 20 years. He has three in total. Um, and, and also making uh, material false statements carry a maximum of five years in prison. One thing about the FBI, honey, when they come knocking at your door, they're coming with an idea of what they're looking for. So I'm sure he has been under investigation for some time now. Um, I don't understand why in the summer he didn't just stay low key. I mean, he has been circulating all of the podcasts, all of the news cycles, social media, dipping, dabbing, making himself famous. And it's just the block is hot, JC. What do you think? What do you think about this guy? Is this the same dude that was trying to sell weed about the church? No, put his picture back up, Cuddy. This is the same guy. If you remember, he was robbed on live stream. I remember this that part. Yeah, guy. yeah. He wasn't I trying to sell weed in the church, but remember, he also didn't have a proper church home. So he was like renting out a space. Then the member, the bloggers came in and he got into a tussle with the woman and put her out the church. And he went, he got, he got arrested for that too. Oh, okay. Uh, is is it's giving Umar Johnson right now. So, like, here's the thing. <laughs> I am confusion. Like, how? I don't understand. Like, maybe I should open a church. Like, I don't. Like, how do you? Like, how? How do you? How? I'm just how? Hell? How? How? Like, how you just give this man so much money, and then it's just like, of course he's guilty. Like, I don't even believe that robbery was real. For real, for real I believe that was a set house. Like. I just believe oh, that was set up. That was something to do for insurance, so he could buy more horrible suits. 
and dress and he's from New York. That's the crazy part. Like he dressed like he's from Augusta. Like he don't dress like he's from the city. Like that's the crazy part about it. I'm just like, who is that? How? That's what I want to know. How? Like, how do I convince people to give me five hundred thousand dollars? Because I have an actual idea that will actually pay you out. I have a whole company. You understand what I'm saying? So, like, we can turn, we can flip your money. Like, how is it so hard for me to get five hundred thousand? And just, I don't understand, man. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. With my life. Man, he's definitely a guy who's about that swindle, though. <laughs> Not that swindle. Really good with the swindle. Swiper, no swiping. John, John Jupiter says because people have been using God to swindle people since the beginning of time. Very true. Facts. And not only that, I mean, when you look the part, a lot of people are just looking the part. Him. Apparently. And he keeps the right company. So he's also friends with the New York mayor. Um, I I think his name is Eric. Someone give me the last. Eric something. something. The black Um, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good friends with the mayor. So he's in good company. He does a lot of different photo ops. So his PR is good. I mean, his suits are real tired. I agree with you. Like it, it's, it's, first of all, I've never seen a Christian Dior suit. I, I don't like think that. it's real. I don't it's think not it's real. real. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving Canal Street, bro. Like, I don't it's think it's big Canal Street. It's giving big swap meet too. I, like, I, I, I just um so like when we talk about the mayor, right? Like uh uh what's her name? Um I can't think right now, but she has a uh can't think of her name, Angela, Angela Rye, right? She has a statement where she'd be like, yo, all your skin folk ain't your kin folk. Big yeah. fan. And so like when I think about it, like part of that second part of the story where he supposedly strong armed another person into giving him uh, the money and saying that it would uh, incur favors with the local government because he was cool with the mayor. It makes me think like I've heard a lot of things about this mayor. Um, yeah. None of them good, really. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, you're the first black mayor in a long time in, history, <laughs> in New York, if ever. I'm not really sure. Somebody can fact check on that. I'm like, you know, birds of a feather. So I, I'm just I am. Eric Adams. Eric Adams, thank you. Yeah, I am I am curious to know uh the validity of that statement. Did did you get favors from the mayor? Like how tight are they? You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. Right, listen, I mean, mm. so far the mayor has not come out to back him. Again, you are innocent until proven guilty. Uh so we will see. I mean, Oftentimes, the feds usually have a pretty tight case. Oh, absolutely. Um, you, you've been under you've been under watch for quite you've some time. You've been under watch for a minute. 2020. Mm-hmm. Listen, 20, a lot of people coming down for 2020, fam. <laughs> them PPPs. <laughs> they let the PPPs teach you. <laughs> Golly. I saw one. I saw one news report. A family had taken out millions in PPP funds. And, you know, not to pivot from the story, but we might as well bring this up real quick before we go to commercial break, y'all. Why would you start start a business and then say, yeah, let me just apply for millions instead of like, just keeping it chill, like 10,000, 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 boss. Like, that's it. My question to you is why not? Cause that's, I mean, man, I, I, I guess I just, that's capitalism, baby. Like white people do it all the time. Look at all these Republican people, these Republican senators and congressmen and, and businessmen that got those PP loans forgiven. But these are the same people that want to like, you know, strike down and do a whole thing for oh, student yeah, loan forgiveness. Yeah. But right. at least at, at the bare minimum, they at least have business. This is very true. They can launder money legally, absolutely, and professionally. <laughs> like it wasn't given like, oh, let me just create this business real quick because I can get this PPP jump. Mm-hmm. Like for real, a million? Like you gonna go after a million? It like you're like, telling me, tell you like just chill, don't get that much. It was a it was a half hearted idea um, that led to being fully prosecuted. And that's the thing. Like, you don't, you make these snap decisions and be like, oh, okay. I mean, they probably didn't even think they was going to get it. Like, now, hearing all of this PPP, I'm like, damn, why didn't I apply? Like, I could have... Oh, you didn't get no... Listen. <laughs> we'll, talk we'll talk offline about the PPP. All right, y'all. Let's take a quick break. But when we come back, there are so many trials going on that I have to talk to you about. Tory Lanez, Meg, uh, Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion, you guys, we are watching that in deep all last week. 
We still want to got to talk about Gunna. And of course, we just saw the sentencing of um, of the police officer in Texas that shot and killed um, a Tatiana Jefferson. Jefferson. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it. Stay tuned. You're watching Clapback Culture. Join us this holiday season at the Fifth Avenue Theater and feel the power of love overflowing with the Wiz. Filled with soaring soul and R&B songs, it's an effervescent explosion of music, dance, and magic your whole family will love. Ease on down the yellow brick road with Dorothy as she learns home isn't really where you live. It's who you love. The Wiz at the Fifth Avenue Theater, November 19th through December 23rd. Tickets at fifthavenue.org. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in, talked to our lender, and saved our home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHalf.org. That's WashingtonHAF.org. We can't hear you. <laughs> Hello there. Excuse me. Um, welcome back to Clapback Culture. Can you guys hear me? Um, listen, you guys, it has been an interesting week to listen to all this trial coverage um, as it relates to Tory Lanes um, and the shooting incident that occurred with Megan Thee Stallion um, some time ago. I think it was about two or three years ago at this time. Listen, you guys, I have even subscribed to uh, a gentleman on Instagram called Mo, uh, a.k.a. Muhammad, a.k.a. at Lawyers for Workers. And he has been giving us the play by play for two ninety nine a month to give us all the tea. Here is Muhammad giving us a little snippet of what to expect now that the trial is in deliberations. Let's take a look. Case has been submitted to the jury. The judge sent the jury on their way. He explained to them how this works. He told them when you go in the room, please elect a four-person. Typically, in my experience, what I've seen after the four-person is elected, they do an initial vote just to kind of test the waters and see where everybody's at. The judge explained to them that they are not to consult any outside sources, do any independent investigation. All deliberations must be done within the confines of the jury room. All deliberations must be done when everyone is together. You cannot deliberate separate and apart. Today, deliberations will continue until about 4 or 4.30 p.m., at which point the jury will have the option to decide, do they want to continue deliberating tomorrow or, in light of the Christmas holiday, do they want to take tomorrow off, Monday off, and come back on Tuesday to deliberate? We will see if we get a verdict by 4 or 4.30. We will see if we don't get a verdict, whether the jury is going to continue tomorrow or kick it off to next week. Stay tuned. You know I'm going to have the update for you as soon as it happens. A lot more exclusive content coming up on the subscription page. All right, y'all, welcome back. So interesting enough, I have, like I said, I've been diving deep in this story. We have her testimony from Meg the Stallion herself. We heard from her former best friend and assistant, Kelsey. We heard from Meg the Stallion's um, hairstylist, who was also there. Um, and we heard from the neighbor who witnessed the shooting incident because it happened in front of his house. So we did hear testimony from them. Listen, you guys, this trial has been all over the place. It's a hot mess.com. Um, Kelsey, the best friend was granted immunity. Tori Lanes's defense attorneys are actually trying to paint the picture as if she were the shooter. Um, and the prosecution had a really difficult time kind of going back and forth with Kelsey because she continued to say, listen, everything I told you guys two years ago after the incident, you know, I was so shocked and traumatized that I was lying about it. So you can't take anything that I said uh, to heart because it just isn't true. Um, so really, it puts her testimony um, all the way into this huge barrel of like, is she lying? Is she not lying? There were moments um, in which uh, Mo comes and tells us like, listen, there are moments in this trial where she actually is making sense. Um, I think some of the biggest testimony came from Meg the Stallion's former hairstylist who was dropping tea, okay? Who let us know that number one, Meg 
definitely had a, a full sexual relationship with Tory Lanez that, that he had dropped her off personally to him on more than 10 occasions. Um, and we heard from Meg the Stallion herself who said that she did engage in an intimate relationship with Tory, who we know she lied about it and that tell all interview that she did before this trial came out. So I'm not sure why sis was lying about it. Uh, she should have just came out and said it uh, to begin with. I think it makes her look crazy that she didn't. Um, and we saw her boyfriend party come out today, um, basically uh, advocating to protect black women and not allowing them to be victimized after they're the victim um, because they, you know, the blocks have been dragging Megan um, in all of her history because essentially what the story is painting is that she was the sneaky link to her best friend's sneaky link. You know what I'm saying? Because Kelsey was messing with Tori and then Megan went behind her back and was messing with him. And that's why the fight happened to begin with. Um, so all of these things are coming out in trial and everybody doesn't want to say anything about it. There's a lot of pleading the fifth here that's going on. And now here we are going to deliberation, but Here's the thing, JC, this is a big case. If Tory is convicted, he faces up to 22 years in prison and <laughs> deportation to Canada because you know he's a Canadian <laughs> citizen um, if he's charged. He, he'd be charged with felony assault with a firearm, concealing a loaded unregistered gun in a vehicle and discharging a firearm with gross negligence. Mm -hmm. So he, would he, would he do jail time? Probably not. But the deportation is huge because he would lose a lot of money if he can't do shows in the United States. Mm. Um, so first of all, if <laughs> I was Megan, I would lie about sleeping with Tory Lanez too. Like I wouldn't want that in the public. I wouldn't, <laughs> that's not, I why? Like I wouldn't cop to that, I'd lie too. Like the only, the only reason she didn't lie in court cause it's illegal. Like I don't blame her, but like I would tell her, y'all in my business. But um, I think, um, so first of all, I didn't know any of that. Like I've read some of it. I've been trying to figure out who this nice sounding, informative Middle Eastern man is that I see all over social media. I've been trying to figure out all of this. I didn't know his name was Mo. I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know that apparently two people were sleeping at Tor with Tory uh, Lanes at the same time. Go figure. To get short, dad. Let me not talk about short people. Um, but yeah, I didn't know any of this. So this is all very much news to me. I have a question though. My question is, wasn't, um, one of the Kardashians there too? How did she well, not get the peanut? So all of this happened at Kylie Jenner's pool party. How is she not there? Well, they did not call her as a witness. Um, neither mm. the defense or the prosecution, because technically, um, she was not present at okay. the shooting. Okay. So I think what they're trying to, I mean, if you wanted to build it up, I mean, I'm sure they probably could get context to say, well, what happened at the house? Well, what happened at the house is there was a lot of drinking going on at this pool party. Um, and allegedly Megan was feeling some type of way that Tori was flirting with Kylie. Okay. J the, the hairdresser or the Jenner? The Kardashian. Kylie Jenner, the Kardashian. Okay. Okay. Corey was flirting with her, allegedly. Okay. okay. They all end up leaving at some point in the car. Tori, Kelsey, Megan. Okay. Um, are in a conversation. Megan is kind of feeling some type of way about the Kylie situation. And then Tori says to her, allegedly, um, I don't know why you're so mad. You've been sleeping with me and I'm sleeping with Kelsey, like drop the bomb on that. Mm -hmm. And so now Kelsey and Megan are going back and forth like, dang, like you're so who's behind my back. So who was technically the relate? So the relationship here that is actually valid, if you will, is Tori and Kelsey. Correct. Okay. And so. Troy, what whatever his name is, the, the leprechaun that could. He is basically being like, I don't even know why you mad, cause we been smashing and you ain't you you decide you're not even the main. So like, what do you do? Ah, okay, this is stupid. Um, and I just don't understand. <laughs> it's so dumb. It, it gives it gives a drunk night gone. It's, it's very high school, bro. Like or maybe freshman or sophomore year in college. 
Um, I I just this is an argument for gun restrictions. <laughs> like, These just, people I, have a lot to lose. Honestly, Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez both have a lot to lose in this situation. One, I mean, this is what happens when you get drunk and make stupid decisions. And your behavior is just not all the way put together. Like sleeping with Tory Lanez. That's a dumb decision. I just don't even know how to. I mean, here's the thing. I know it's okay to Megan. She's going to, you know, she's a grown woman. She can sleep with whoever she wants to. She can. But I think, you know, girl code, like why, why hook your homegirl up with Tory if you're just going to sleep with them anyway? That's very true. You know, that's That's messy. And I think, you know, from a PR perspective, you know, all the hotties are looking at Megan like, dang, you not following girl code. So I think that is not going to bode well. And I think that essentially why she denied sleeping with him to begin with. But it, 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 she it's was, a super messy situation, bro. <laughs> it's super. I did not see all this twisted and turned and coming. Like I, just, I did not either. Um, and if you know, to put the icing on the cake, you guys. There's also an allegation that Tori um, promised to pay both Megan and Kelsey a million dollars each, That's not it. to say anything. Um, and, and listen, it, it's, if tampering with the witness was a person, it would probably be Tori Lanez. A million dollars in this case would be more than worth it for him because if he loses the opportunity to come to the United States to make money, Two million dollars is a drop in the bucket for that. That's very true. Um, and, and Kelsey seems as if she is on that path. Like, oh, I don't got to say anything for a million dollars. Absolutely. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I see someone in the comments saying, "Is this a Tyler Perry?" Yes. yes, yes, it is, Mr. Jupiter. Yes, you are correct. This is. The, and this is why I paid two ninety nine for my little subscription to listen to Mo. <laughs> Give me the play-by-play. I mean, it's given. This is what they're doing in L.A. It's very, it's it's kind of like a soap opera. Like, I can see why you could be into it if you're into it. Like, it's, and you I'm said that you it. were supposed to be a lawyer. You obsessed with all things court anyway and law. Yes. So, like, this is two things that, you know, it's drama and law. Like, you get your, your cake and eat it, too, for $3 a month. Come you know on, for $3 like, a month. Amen. Hey, amen, amen. I'm with it. Well, <laughs> a, a not so good uh, trial. Uh, this is actually real life, right? So let's dive deep a little bit in real life, you guys. The former Texas cop who fatally shot um, Atatiana Jefferson inside her home was sentenced to 12 years. We have a clip of what happened in the courtroom. Let's take a look and come back. And more breaking news, former Fort Worth officer Aaron Dean has been sentenced to 11 years in prison. Last week, he was convicted of manslaughter in the 2019 shooting death of Atatiana Jefferson. Jefferson was babysitting her nephew when she heard noises, got a gun, and went to investigate. Dean claimed the shooting was in self-defense. He was responding to a report of a front door being opened when he spotted Jefferson inside her home holding a gun and shot her through her bedroom window. Prosecutors say he did not identify himself as an officer. Dean opted to be sentenced by the jury instead of the judge. All right, y'all, welcome back. So this is this is great news. Um, we are finally seeing justice being served to this family. If you guys remember, Tatiana Jefferson was uh, the young woman whose neighbor called the police to do a wellness check. She had both of her doors open. She was inside playing video games with her eight-year-old nephew. The police officer did not announce himself, went to around the back to the back door. Um, She heard something in the backyard, went to grab her firearm, went to the window, peeked out, and was shot and killed by the police officer in her own home. He is now sentenced to 12 years in prison. However... He's only going to have to do five before he's eligible for probation. So this sentence, while it seems like um, essentially justice, the prosecutors in this case were asking for the maximum of 20 years um, and he would have done more time for that. So this is uh, this is such a it's a sad case. You know, while justice was served, you know, Miss Jefferson's life is still gone. But we're glad to see um that the former police officer is being held responsible for this murder. I, um, I'm happy that he's going to serve sometime. Uh, my heart really goes out to 
the nephew, man. Cause like as someone like I just recently, like as of last last week, like uh this is part of the reason why I'm when you were like, I'm feeling down and old text me, it was like no show. I was like, cool. I was not in the headspace. Like I recently just lost one of my good friends, right? Um, you know, shout out to Turner Cooper, it's a wonderful person. But I don't like talking about that. And so to have to be what 10, 11, 12? And not only witness somebody that you care about being brutally murdered, right? But to have to go up on trial and sit in front of all of these strangers and these television mm-hmm. cameras and recount exactly how you witnessed your auntie be murdered in cold blood by somebody. Like, I feel for that kid. Like, I wouldn't, like, there's no... And then for, for all of that to happen, and you receive the literal equivalent of a slap on the wrist for murdering a black woman in her home, not following protocol. Cause you're supposed to announce yourself before you, Hey, police wellness check. You're supposed to announce all of that. Like this, this is protocol. Like, so you didn't follow protocol. You took somebody's life. You did it in front of, you know, a child. And then all you get is the equivalent of a slap on the wrist. Um, but you know, this is America. This is what happens. You know, I'm not. I'm. I. I'm surprised that he got anything. I guess yeah. I'm. I'm happy about that. If that's what you want to say, but like, just yeah, I, it's essential. It's par for the course for sure. It's like, all right, you know, in a sense, justice has been served. I mean, it went all the way through its judicial system. Um, but to your point, it's like so many things um, just cannot be restored in this situation, and also, you know. Um, condolences for your loss. I did not know that, JC. So um, my my thoughts and prayers are with you. This other case, um, I don't know if you've been following it, but Young Thug is back in court, you guys. (laughs) Um, And there's a whole conversation (laughs) on the blogs on whether or not Gunna snitched and these other five additional um, co-defendants to say whether or not they snitched. So you're out in the A. I mean, we got a clip. I don't know if you watch it. Have you have you heard anything about this case? I recently saw a still of Young Thug being like, and I um, guess that was when he heard Gunna snitching. So like, that's just kind of funny to me. But yeah, please put a clip. Okay, so hold on. <laughs> let me let me tee it up real quick. So right, if you right. guys remember back in the summer, there was an eighty-eight page indictment on YSL, which is Young Slime Life. Yeah, Young that's Slime. Life. Right. Yeah. And they, it's allegedly a criminal street gang. Um, Gunna, in addition to, I think, about 20 other people were named in the indictment. Young Thug being listed as number one in the indictment. Gunna listed as number two, which is mm-hmm. why his statement is so important. Mm-hmm. Took an Alford plea. And this is what he said in court. Let's take a look. Around 2016. Wherein hydrocodone, methamphetamines, and a firearm were recovered. These items did not belong to you. Yes, ma'am. And do you acknowledge the following statement? I recognize, accept, and deeply regret that my talent and music indirectly furthered YSL the game to the detriment of my community. YSL as a game must end. Is that your statement or acknowledgement? Yes. Here's what makes this situation critical. Okay. When he says, when she says to him, YSL is a gang, YSL is a gang and should be stopped, right? I'm t- essentially. Right, that's- right. You paraphrase it. I got you. And he says, yes. <laughs> what that does is now provide the feds or in this case it's the state it allows the government to say okay 
we now have confirmed because this is a whole Rico case. It's it, the whole thing is conspiracy, mm -hmm. and essentially, eighty-eight page an eighty-eight page indictment is very small to have all of these people in it. So their case is some shit just to start it out. But because you have these now witnesses being Gunna and the other people who have taken these deals who said, I will plead guilty to my portion of these crimes um, and I will take responsibility for what I did. But what that does is it gives the government credibility to now say, mm -hmm. okay, well, Gunna said that YSL is a gang. It's not just a business operation. Nope. He also said that the methamphetamines and these guns in the vehicle weren't his and you two are the only people in the car. So there's a lot of debate on social media about whether or not this is snitching or not. And I wanted yes. to bring it to the show. One, because we now have a new culture where this is just like, okay, he snitched so what? He should be home. And I just think it's just absolutely crazy. If I'm a, I'm a civilian, if you and I are riding in a car and you have a gun, you better take that because I'm telling. I'm a civilian. Hey, listen, that's not my gun. I don't got nothing to do with that. That's his gun. Same, sis. Oh. I, <laughs> however, if you and I are both frolicking around like we're ganged up, it's gang, gang, it's on this, and we're going out to shoot somebody, and we're in the process of commissioning a crime together, and we get pulled over with that same gun, and I decide to say, oh, no, that's JC's, that ain't mine. We are not civilians. Mm -hmm. We have to abide by this street code. code. Yeah. And I just think we are so far removed from that nowadays. Like, when I look at this, everyone's like, gun is not a snitch. He just took accountability for his actions. I'm like, you have no idea how the law works. Like, it says it. Valid. This is validation for the RICO. Like, I, validation. I am here for you using gang, gang, and frolic in the same breath of the same <laughs> sentence. Like, I appreciate that. Um, so, hey, I was, I was like, listen, I just if some go down. I'm snitching. Like, I'm not even why I'm number one. I wouldn't be a part of anything that happens. Right. So like I if you expect me to uphold a code that I don't even play, like I don't ain't no up, down, up, down, X, Y, Z. No, he did it. That ain't mine. It's his. I need to go home. That's the first thing. Um, But second of all, I always think it's interesting when people talk about this no snitching culture and y'all put everything in music anyway. Like the reason why this case even exists is because you want to tell criminal details and you want to put it on wax because you want to, you know, create this image and do all of these things. So I don't blame Gunna. It's like, well, they know everything anyway, because I mean, we put it in the music. And if it's him or me, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Is it messed up? Sure. I, I mean, you know, that's just a street code. But I mean, like if if I'm put into a situation. Maybe not that situation, because I ain't. I don't, uh, it's difficult, but like, it's just in this, in this way, it's just kind of like, we put everything in the music anyway. It's already out there. Like, this is the literal reason why we're in court. You know what I'm saying? And and as a person. That's the crazy part though, right? Like <laughs> the crazy part to me is, is, is exactly what you're saying. You, he doesn't have the luxury right. to be like, oh, actually it, they already know everything. So I'm just going to give it up. Like, that's not how that shit works. Like you don't get to pretend to be a shooter and pretend to be push a piece and, 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 and make all of this money Big off fact. of somebody who held you down and gave mm -hmm. you a platform who put well, you he, down the YSL. Part of that though, part of that though is like both gonna and YSL, Young Thug, they're not making that much money, which is why they're doing criminal activities. The business behind these deals, this business behind this record label is trash, right? Like it's purely mm -hmm. trash. Like what's his name? Lear Cohen makes more money off Gunna songs than Gunna does, right? And mm -hmm. and and that's nobody's fault, but anybody that is, you that's are no grown men, right? You are grown men that signed contracts, right? It's just like Kanye talking about Adidas. Well, you, you knew what that was when you signed it. Like that's, mm -hmm. so like, that's part of the reason why this is even happening because it's, 
it's hard for me. Actually, it's not hard for me to imagine because I'm from Atlanta. I live here. I've interacted with that entire circle personally. And I can attest that whatever them white folks say they did, they did. I don't like, I don't usually like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not for one of them people that be like, no, no, listen, whatever them white folks say they young thug and them did, they did it. And then some, um, <laughs> I'm just being but honest. Here, here's but, the thing though. So why, if, if they all did it, mm-hmm. why, this is the thing though. So you just let your boy take, you let him, you let him take one and not you. So you just be like, Oh no, I'm good. And you run scared. That's, that's, that's messed up. That's crazy. That's messed up. Yeah. That's messed up. I'm that, not even gonna say me, yeah. that is, that to me is disgusting. And I agree with Miss Dia. These 90 babies, you can't trust them. These, I, I didn't know you were such a thug. Oh the code goodness. is different. Go. The code is Let's different. Go. I'm a civilian. I follow right. civilian rules. Right, right, right. But when it comes to the code, I mean, it just is what it is. And right. I don't like people who pretend. Right. If you want to make a profit off this street life and, and, being, and being down with the gang, there's a certain, you follow that. Like, I don't hang out with criminals because I don't do criminal activity. Right. I'm not going to take it with people who's doing criminal activity. I'm not about that life. Now, if I am about that life, then I'm going to take my L with it. Right. Right. But I'm not going to pretend that, oh, I'm not, if, if somebody's in the car and they're like, yeah, I got to go bust this play. Oh, no, leave me right here. I'm good. Because if we get caught up, I'm not, I don't want anything right. to do with that. Right. I just feel like we're moving now, especially in hip hop and in rap, we're seeing a lot of these profits being generated off being one way. But then when the shit hits the fan, all of a sudden I'm, I'm you know, oh no, I'm not about the, like, I'm not about this life. And it's being socially accepted, which to me, you know, I'm just old school, I guess, essentially it's just like uh, old school now. I'm like, damn, that's, well, that's rappers- what it's given. Rappers have been actors for a long time. Like, you understand what I'm saying? There are very few. That's a good point. There are very few rappers that actually be about what they talk about. Like, you know, this is. And Gunna Gunna is one of them. I'll say that. Look, I want to get to our last topic before we cut out. So we'll table that discussion here. There is a top. There's a clip. Let's play that of a blogger from. uh, It's called like Awkward, Awkward Thinking, Awkward Thinking Podcast. In my opinion, this guy's kind of a social media clickbait person. But here's the clip. We'll come back and we'll talk about it. I feel like right now in 2022, 2023, it is so hard to not not so hard to be straight because I don't want them verbiage to be that. But it's just like it's it's, it's how do I want to put it? I it's not hard because- to be straight, but it's it's people test your straightness all the time now it's just it's like why do i have to prove so much that i'm a straight i like women not necessarily me i feel like that's men across the board i feel like now in this era that we in men have to prove more that they're straight than anything else jc uh (laughs) i don't i don't know what this guy's talking about um honestly i don't i don't agree that I don't agree with this statement at all. I don't no. think there is ever this. I don't, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know you ever have to prove that you're straight. And he's like, no one ever asks, even questions me about my sexuality. I don't know why, you know, what circles he's running in um, or who he's dealing with, where people feel like they need to question that. I did see another clip on his TikTok. And he was saying that some of the things that he did growing up, people um, um, asked him like, oh, are you fruity? And that was what they said in the clip. I don't I don't know what I don't I don't know what this is given. What are your what's your thought on this? Um, I saw this video and I said, girl, bye. Um, so here's the thing. <laughs> so here's the thing. There's three things. There's three topics that I, I just there's three points to this. Right. So when I hear men like this especially black men like this, make points like this. It's just like, whenever we talk about this heterosexual verification, right? I hear, really what I'm hearing is that you're upset that you're having to prove your worth. And my point to that is so, because everybody else in this community, when I talk about black people, everyone else has had to prove themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And so why would you be different? Like why straight black man, would you be any different? And it's like, when I think about all of this, like, 
men in general, but specifically, we're going to talk about the black and brown community. They've been given preferential treatment. They've been spoiled. They've been babied, right? They've been given the head seats at the table, the big piece of chicken, all of that good stuff. And they haven't really done anything constructive or helpful with the power that they've been given, right? So that's that's the first thing. And then the second thing, again, I hear, when I hear these statements like this, I hear, I'm a straight black man who was deeply uncomfortable with the fact that my community, black people, have decided to acknowledge and uplift and consider people that don't appear as I do and give them equal seats at the table. And someone once said that when you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. And that is exactly what this is, because no, ain't nobody out here passing laws that restrict men's bodies. No one is out here straight bashing and no one is asking men to prove their straightness, really, except for other men, specifically other black men. Right. Mm. And I'm just like, if 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 by chance my statement is incorrect, then I think you got to take a look at this absurd standard of masculinity and manhood that was created by white men for black men during slavery and Jim Crow that for some reason, straight black men want to keep up and uphold, right? It doesn't make any sense to me for you to base your whole existence and your worth on your penis, right? That is the, that is the literal definition of sexualization and fetishiz fetishism or fetishization. And that's something that was placed upon us as black people by white people. And we can take that off. You don't have to keep that on. And then the third thing, and I'll wrap it all up, is that earlier I said that black men have been, been given preferential treatment, straight black men, and they've been spoiled. And then I said they are having issues sharing power at the cap table. And both of these statements are backed up by the rapid and alarming trend of black people going and voting for Republicans and aligning with the politics of Trump. And it's it's like... It's, it's kind of like, you know, how like when you give a child something and they throw temper tantrums and, you know, they break stuff. And that's exactly what's happening. Right. Men as a whole have one job, especially in this community, and that's to protect the community. And like I said, if there's if there's. If there's anything that we gonna learn, right, anything at all. Stop being enamored. And stop being, you know, try to seduce yourself and, and getting caught up with, you know, the white man world, like Kanye West, stop basing your whole entire existence off your sexuality and who you sleep with and who you don't. And then just maybe, just maybe, we can go back to sharing the big piece of chicken at the table. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I think you know, <laughs> I'm going to agree with Carolyn Marie D on this that says, I'm not sure his problem is as universal as he thinks. I don't really see this being, as particularly this guy, um, after watching a few other, a few more of his clips, <clears throat> he's definitely here for the clickbait. Like he's here to say something to create some form of controversy. Um, <clears throat> and I always like to look to the comments, right? And in the comment section on his TikTok, it was mostly people were like, I don't have that same experience. Um, I think that if a man were in a male dominated field like cosmetology, um, people would question his sexuality and be like, are, is he really straight because he does hair or he does nails or he does makeup? Um, because, you know, we are classifying that with gender. There's so many new rules that have come out in terms of sexuality and sexual orientation and gender identity that it's so much to kind of learn and it's so much to reprogram from what we grew up with that now it's kind of like people are having to figure out like where where do i exist and live in all of this this guy's kind of just an asshole i mean <laughs> I don't agree. I don't really agree with anything he's saying, but I also think that, you know, one of the points that you're saying is that can straight black men protect gay men, gay black men more and give them an opportunity to have a seat at the table. Mm -hmm. I would I would I wouldn't agree with the point that you made that they have 
a, a sense of privilege. If we're saying heterosexual people have privilege over homosexual people in other classifications that fall in the LGBT community, I would say yes. Um, but I wouldn't say collectively as a whole that black men are portraying themselves with some sense of privilege or false entitlement um, over their own. At least in the circles and spaces that I'm in, it seems I'm in a lot more inclusive environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I think we're getting to a point now where homophobia is dropping a lot more and that it's not a jab where someone's like, oh, are you gay? You know, like it's not a shot anymore. It's just like, oh, no, I just was asking. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it, fair enough. I don't ever have to prove whether or not I'm straight or not. No one asked me. Right. No one's like, are you straight? Are you gay? So there's never I've never had to come to the table to say what I am. I no one's ever asked me. It's it's always OK. So like I, when I don't mean so when I say that, I mean that in the pecking order in hierarchy, right? It's gonna be like straight black men first, then straight black women second, and then everybody else. Mm -hmm. um, and so being at the top of the pecking order, just like when uh, Charlemagne released that book, Black Privilege, and it was a whole backlash, like, no, he's right. Like there is a certain privilege that comes along um, with being like, you know, like a straight black man or a man in general, but definitely a straight black man in our community. Like I said, like, do you remember coming home and you can't touch the big piece of chicken because that's that's daddy's chicken, right? And you know, it's just kind of one of those things where some cases, you know, that man earned that right and he earns that right to be at the top of the food chain. But in a lot of cases, you're just at the top of the food chain because that's customarily what we have done due to like patriarchy and all of those words that you know are buzzwords, but that are actually true. Um and so well, I, you're, not, you're not down with the patriarchy, though. Nah, bro. Like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anybody any good because you have people like this talking about like heterosexual men are under attack. Like what? what, what, what but like what, I what? but I do want to give my husband the big piece of the chicken. You know and there's I mean? nothing wrong with that because your husband has probably earned the big piece of the chicken. There's nothing wrong with that. If this is an equal partnership and, 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 and men are towing the line, like that's what I said. If men are doing the job that they're supposed to do, a man's job. In a household, and this is coming, okay, first of all, I'm queer, so like this is not, you know, I'm not straight bashing or whatever else, but a man's job, historically speaking, when you have a wife and you have kids, you protect your wife, you protect that household because your wife is going to protect your kids. That's the way it goes. The men are even in a queer household, right? even in a queer household, whoever is the leader in the household who's maintaining mm -hmm. the, the leadership role should get the big piece of the chicken. I, I, I would agree if that man is performing that job or if that person is performing that job, I would agree. But right. it's it's so often that we have this thing where it's like, I get the big piece of chicken because I'm such and such. You ain't paid a bill. You ain't did nothing. You ain't helped nobody. Oh, no, you, we ain't listen. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's kind of like one of the things. And I'm but just that, like, and that's where it's not about sexuality. That's just I would agree. somebody who... That's just someone who's undeserving of, of people put, putting them on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. The man, woman, individual mm -hmm. who shows up for their family, shows up for their friends, who is a leader in their community, they should be given a sense of, it, it not. I wouldn't even call it privilege. They should be afforded um, that respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. From their community to say, Oh no, we're gonna make sure grandma gets her plate first. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we're gonna let these kids eat. And then we're gonna let these women eat. Mm -hmm. And then everybody else mm -hmm. eats after that. I mean, I that agree. is kind of like the natural, at least I would say in the black community, it's kind of the natural order and things. Right. But look, JC, we are over time. <laughs> we're over time. So I'll, always, give you, I'll, give you, I'll give you the last thought. Go ahead. Uh I was gonna say that. Unfortunately, like I was a person that thought like this only existed on the Internet, like people like this. But unfortunately, I've had the displeasure of meeting entirely too many straight black men that parrot this exact ideology. And I'm like, oh, this is actually real. Like, you know, what I'm saying like this is actually something that's happening. Like the black incel is like entirely disturbing. And it's a real thing. This ain't just on the Internet. Like it is people out here actually believing that crap. So I'm like. No, whenever I whenever I see it, I call it out. So like that's the whole thing. So maybe he was, maybe this guy in the clip. Are, are we saying that he was offended that he had to defend his straightness? 
I'm like, who is out here checking you, bro? Who's checking you, boo? I don't like, think. <laughs> like, I'm just like, why did this happen? Like, like, I don't. And that's why I say I agree with Carolyn and the fact that I don't. I think this is not a universal issue. I think he's making it an issue, and maybe he's feeling some type of I would insecurity agree. around that. But listen, lots to unpack here. Um, and so we're going to table that conversation because, y'all, we are over time, but we appreciate you guys tuning in to Clapback Culture. JC, when you're not here on the show, where can they find you? Uh, check me out at, at the OVT, like the Oscar Victor Thomas Network on Instagram and TikTok. Follow me there. All right, y'all. And I am Jules Jesse. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Treasure of J-U-L-E-S. You know what it is. Hopefully we will be back next week. God willing, I don't have the baby yet. <laughs> but if I do, I will let y'all know in advance. Uh, me and baby Cairo are chilling. Please make it. sure you guys pull up to social media. Um, you guys can check out them photos, y'all. Her photos is popping. Popping. <laughs> photos. Look, you guys have a Merry Christmas. We are in, I think, day three or four of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to everyone who's observing that. And then when we come back, we're going to be celebrating Kwanzaa. That's what's up. So we got all the seasons. We got all the all the things. Happy, happy holidays. All right, y'all. Happy holidays. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.